amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie. Eric Siska, what is that oh movie? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> it is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not Out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen <laughs> yes. finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're gonna be talking all about it on December seventh, which is a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> at White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City, and this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rent-a-cars. I, I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal gang, only wherever <laughs> Steve's legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the, in the city or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far, right? path train's a, a stone's throw away. A here. stone's throw, folks. Come on out the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the people you can't stand all year. WHM Tour Alert. That's the alert button. It's the it's the lame Al Pacino klaxon that we have here ooh-ah, in the studio. Ooh-ah, ooh-ah. <laughs> no, it's a choo Oh, that's yeah. cool too. Uh, these are all good ideas. Listen, <laughs> speaking of good ideas, gang, uh, April the 13th. It's a Thursday night. We're going to be down in Hotlanta talking mm-hmm. Friday the 13th, part seven, the new blood. Uh, tickets still available. Did Jason ever wear sunglasses? I feel like you should have. He should have. You know, Freddy Krueger was a fan of sunglasses. Yeah, I remember sure, that. Yeah, I don't think I mean, so, it is Jason, summer though. camp. He really needs one. I know. <laughs> he needs at least one pair. Yeah. Uh, well, we can, he's got to be, like, slathering the back of his scalp with the fucking with, with a bunch oh, of sunscreen. Well, oh, he's got some, of- some Tommy Bahama back there. Well, if we're being honest, I don't think he's using his... I think he's more of a dog these days. He's not using his eyes so much. <laughs> oh, or I his, see. The sense of smell. I mean... He's using that lotion to 
to maybe pleasure himself. Just a little bit. Whatever sense he's got from yeah. Satan. Whatever whatever <laughs> Satan package he, he bought in on. Uh, these conversation topics and more at the Punchline in Atlanta. Uh, Thursday, April the 13th. We're talking Friday the 13th. Part 7, The New Blood. Uh, go to punchline.com for tickets. And then, of course, over... Uh, West Coastin, baby, uh, Portland, Oregon. We are coming to you June the twenty fourth. Uh, there's a a show in the early evening uh, that uh, is just about sold out. I think they yeah. released some tickets. So if you tried to get tickets uh, to our show in Portland for Over the Top, uh, go to MississippiStudios.com. Check it out. There might be some ticks there. But guess what, gang? Tour update. We're talking a late set at Mississippi Studios. Oh, man, getting late. Well, what happened was the first show was selling out, and Chris was getting all these emails from all these people like, oh, I got shut out of your show. I don't know if I'm going to be able to buy tickets. He went to Portland and arm wrestled oh. the, the manager of Mississippi Studios. That's right. You did you know, that? You didn't really have to tell everybody yeah, well, how, you also we, had to... how we do business in the back end here. <laughs> he, also, he also hitchhiked there yes, just and, to and keep back. the theme of over the top. But uh, we did get a second show. It is at what time is it? Uh, Ten something. I don't know. Nine thirty. <laughs> I think nine, maybe nine thirty. How about this? It's after the first show. Okay, you know, cool. Yes. Why not go to MississippiStudios.com <laughs> and figure it out? But what it won't tell you on MississippiStudios.com that we are telling you right here, gang. You got to remember. This second show, one, it's going to be filthy. Two, we are talking about Fantastic Four colon. Rise of the Silver Surfer. Rise, Surfer. Rise. Andrew's bank account for seeing this in theaters. I'm so lucky <laughs> my wife lower? didn't divorce me after Wouldn't this that one. bank account lower? No, you got to rise up like the debit card at the at, oh, the, okay. at, the, at the kiosk. Right. I, I was going to say, yeah. lower patience. <laughs> lower. Lower self-esteem. Wait, now that, no, that's a chip card. Don't rise it too far. No, no, put <laughs> it in the slot. Now just imagine, insert, it, insert it all the way. I'm imagining Galactus. <laughs> Like getting a soda, and he's trying to like really just get the fuck out of that deli, but it's like, oh, you got to do the chip card, yep. and that takes longer, and it's like, oh, oh I pulled it out too fast. Now I got to do the transaction and, all over again. While he was waiting, he decided to have some cashews, and now they got to redo the whole thing. Yep. He's got to add it to it. <laughs> uh, Galactus shopping and more will be discussed uh, at the late show at MississippiStudios.com, June the 24th. So we're doing two shows, Portland. Two shows, two different movies. Early show, over the top. Late show, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh, I also want to say Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Sorry, this is it for the year. That's it. That, you know, this is it. Yeah, so That's it. get your ass to Portland. We kind of do these tours regionally, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we do, like, and we, it's, it's incumbent on all of our great fans to come on over. So Atlanta, that's your southern show. We've got our Pacific Northwest show. Yep. We're doing all four corners, you know? We, we did are. Brooklyn, we did uh, the, you know, Atlanta, and now Portland, and we, then we're going to do LA Podfest later this year. That's yeah. right. Yeah, look for that the first weekend of uh, Shocktober. We'll be out there. Uh, but yeah, so you know, it's like uh, moving along here. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. I'll uh, die on a tour bus someday. Some, I mean, we're oh, like yeah. A couple of years off. Oh, uh, yeah. That's going to be it. It's like I, a cabin fire. <laughs> Steve's the only <laughs> cabin, one who could. what did you do? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, smoking in bed. It'll do it ever since. <laughs> Steve's dead. <laughs> he died. He burned up in the toilet oh of the God. RV. And then they're going to. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my fuck. God. He's dead. Damn it. Oh, if I knew the replacement bassist from Metallica, I really would feel great. <laughs> Jason Newstead is going to come <laughs> and take my spot. 
Oh man, we hate movies now with Jason Newstead. Uh, and it never skipped a beat. <laughs> it did not. It kind of, it kind of got better. I don't know. All right, gang, punchline.com for April the 13th and then mississippistudios.com for June the 24th. Uh, a few more tour dates might shake out, but you know what? See us while you can, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we're going to die. <laughs> Steve might die in that bus fire. Smoking in bed, dude. It will get you dude, every time. And then our show's just Metallica. <laughs> just into Metallica. Welcome to Metallica Radio. I don't know that I'd want to do that. Uh, but you know what I do want to do? <clears throat> I want to talk about a little film called Overboard. So let's get into it. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. <laughs> Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in. As always, this week, like I said up top, we're talking Overboard. It's from 1987, directed by the late, great Gary Marshall. Uh, R.I.P.D., man. Totally, dude. Did he get Farina? No. No, no, no he you was can't. You can't. You can't have the Oscars without Gary Marshall. <laughs> I, think they, I think they put a statue out in front. <laughs> You don't win an Oscar, you win a Gary. You there's drove a, by his tombstone as everybody was pulling into oh, the Dolby dude, Theater. No man, there's like a there's like a tomb, you know. Oh, he's interred. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. With Fonzie's jacket. Oh no, that's in the Smithsonian. I saw that in real life. It's all glass, like Lennon. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that'd be great if he's just floating formaldehyde. <laughs> he's standing up, giving a thumbs up. They, they, they. Uh, I almost said. Uh, well, I guess it would be mounting it, like like taxidermy. I will say the best. I'd mount him. One of the best. Uh, when when I released my book on great straight men, uh, the big there's going to be a big chapter on Gary. Uh, God, uh, Gary Marshall in yeah. uh, defending your, in Lost in America. Oh, yes. he's the casino not, owner, not giving Albert Brooks back his money, and he's yeah. just like, we can't, we don't do that. It's it's Las Vegas gambling. You you, you do gambling, you, you lose your money, you go. It's like the, it's the best. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, this movie isn't awesome though, uh, as we also know. Sharing the opinion is Tim from Massachusetts. He called in to have this to say. Hey guys, this is Tim from Massachusetts. I'd like you guys to do an episode on 1988's Overboard, starring Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. This is a movie my sister loved when I was a kid, and I hate it. I think it's a horror movie, and I wish more people would see what a terrible, wretched person Kurt Russell is in this movie. Love the show. Thanks. Bye. Uh, yeah, Tim, you're right. I think no. this is this is like you could have well, pulled. You could have pulled. Listen, know. listen. Here's here's how you do it. You could have pulled one of them there alternate trailers where you put oh, in some creepy yeah. music. Oh, I'd shit. say pull the music. Pet pull Ed Herman. You got a <laughs> Lars von Trier movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, this is Dogville. This is yeah, almost this is very similar to Dogville. Oh, why? why wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why is the le- also the late great Edward Herman? Ed Herman. Would you mow his lawn? <laughs> One summer, yes. <laughs> Why is Edward Herman being left out? He's just because as he's just too comical and and, and charming in yeah. a Lars von Trier movie. You know who would have been great in that role, by the way. Not that Edward Herman isn't fine. Willem it, Dafoe. No, no. Hector Elizondo. <laughs> no. Fuck Hector Elizondo. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, I don't like this. I gotta have cameos in all the movies. It bothers wow. me. No. The great wow. Stephen Tobolowsky. Tobo would have been great in this role okay. as the husband. Well, I was going to say, if you, this was a Von Trier movie, 
there would definitely be at least one to two characters played by Stellan Skarsgård. So you got to uh, have yeah. that. Well, husband gotta, would definitely be Stellan. Well, Skarsgård. I was saying Willem Dafoe. I thought he could also. Do oh, that's he true, shows yeah. up. Willem's got to be the Kurt Russell role, though. I man, feel. you could bring Kurt Russell in, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, he's yeah. game. He's we're in the Kurt Russell Renaissance right now. Are we? He's in that Fast and the Furious movie mm, now. Is that a Renaissance? But he was in the. He's making money, Assange. Bone Tomahawk, man, great that movie. That is great. Yes, I, I rewatched true. Hateful Eight uh, not two days ago. That's true. Great That's, movie. Does yeah. that hold out? Yeah, yeah it does. Nice. Movie. It's got to be snowing though, and you got to have a little bit of whiskey. Yep. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. That's a good call. That's uh, so, uh, well. It. Maybe we'll get another snowstorm. I can rewatch it. That's the move. Pray we don't. Yeah, no, that's also true. I'll I'll wait till next year to rewatch that movie. That's yeah, you fun. wait till next year. So this movie was like a box office smash. It was big. There are so. I mean, here's the. I feel. I hate to interrupt you again, Steve. I'm sorry, but I feel like. Steve, shut up. We're in. We're in for email town. Uh huh. Because people, people I saw. Love this movie. I I I did a thing on Facebook where I was like, I'm watching this movie and I got blindsided by a terrible Randy Newman song, which we'll address later. And all these people were like, Um, I like that movie. That's my favorite movie. That movie's hilarious. I was like, Wake up, call America. Here we go. You know, there's a lot of sociopaths in the United States of America. Then <laughs> um, isolate that yeah, fucking clip. I, I will say that it's. Obviously, it's okay to like a movie, and, sure. you know, because you know, there's people that it's probably their first episode, right? Possible, Chris, right? possible. You think someone right now? This is their first oh, episode you, of We Hate Movies. Is watching Overboard. It's my first episode. Someone was on. <laughs> someone was on the overboards, uh, searching oh, around. God. Oh, what a low point for Reddit. <laughs> there was a little post of like, who's talking overboard this week? And then this fat guy podcast but, showed up. <laughs> you know, a lot of people like this movie, and you know, I it's definitely creepy. There's there's a weird, dark, villainous undercurrent. I'll give you that. Yeah. But I feel like the chemistry of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn make the movie work. It's unmistakable. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down with a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now, Mr. Rocket just handed me this. 
Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. Goldie Hawn, there's no better career you could have, nope, right? Like, no. nope. She's won an Oscar. She like killed TV on laughing. She was a box office sensation for like 30 years. Totally. You, she could open. I don't even think there's a there's a parallel anymore. Like, who would? Who's the actress now that's Goldie Hawn? <sighs> Comical. Nope. That could Nobody. Just op- open a fucking movie. Nobody. No. Not there's nope. there's no they Goldie Hawn. Broke the mold when they made her. They, they did. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. They did know she's great. Uh, then it's unfortunate, though, that you think about titles like The Banger Sisters, wasn't oh, that? Oh, there's a, a lot of shit. They're just <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, she's got... Let me tell you what looks terrible. She's got, Snatched. She, yeah, she's got that movie moly. with Amy Schumer coming out, Snatched. Oh, right. I it don't know looks about this. doggone terrible. It's her uh, playing Amy Schumer's mother, and then they get kidnapped, I want to say. Joan Cusack's around. Well, yeah. wait, Joan Cusack? Yeah. I like that. I like Joan Cusack. Yeah, no, but this movie looks like a bag of yeah, turds, man. It does not look good. Well, you know. Yeah. You can't win them all. But this <laughs> this era, this 1987 oh, Goldie this, Hawn. Yeah, this is the golden. The height of Hawn. Mm-hmm. 80s into <laughs> early 90s. Yeah, it was, a, it was, it was I, a renaissance. I feel like she didn't even need to buy Coke. People just gave it to her. Like, hey, Goldie Hawn, you did great <laughs> oh, in that Coke? Movie. Yeah, Coke. Oh, I, th- oh I, th- I was hoping you said Coke. For a second, I thought you said coat. No. <laughs> she doesn't even have to buy coat. No. For a second, for a second I thought you said Pepsi. <laughs> No, People keep giving her coke. Look, in the 80s, we did cocaine. It's back now, but back then, it was where it was at. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. I don't think it ever went away. There, there's a lot of young listeners. A lot of people are being reared on this show right sure. now. So the, okay. That's fair. bad yeah. parenting. Let's just say, you know, don't do cocaine. From the ground, pound it down, man. So we start on a... Uh, one of many montages in this. So oh, many montages. This one's like this is like living Oregon. You know what I mean? It's 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 a Pacific Northwest. We're cutting fish. We're it's, I don't know chopping trees. chopping trees down. Wearing flannel. Well, I love it. It looked beautiful. It I'm does. Ex- I'm excited to explore the Pacific Northwest. And this town is called Elk Cove, which combines my two favorite things: wild animals <laughs> and beautiful coves where where water is that's great do you know if it's a real town no No. i don't believe so no you don't know or no it's not a real town 
I don't know, but did you notice there was one? There's one section when they're doing the like the TV broadcast of the news guy. Oh yeah, and he, the guy on the news accidentally says Elk Grove, and then, <laughs> and then like the rest of the scenes, like Kurt Russell, I think rummaging yeah. around this like diner or whatever, and he's just like. And it addresses the guy, the actor addresses. He's like, "Now you know, I when I said Elk Grove, you know, I meant Elk Cove, of course." Man, if this was the real world, that would make one of those YouTube like newscaster blunder reels. Hey, (laughs) can I read you an entire Wikipedia page? Yes, please. Uh, Elk Cove, Oregon. Nice. Elk Cove is a is a meadow in Mount Hood in the Mount Hood Wilderness on the north side of Mount Hood in the U.S. United States of uh, state of Oregon. Uh, It is a popular backpacking area along the Timberland Trail. In popular culture, location of the movie Overboard, film <laughs> starring Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, end of Wikipedia page. <laughs> well, the legends are true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, how about that? That's awesome. We're going. All right. And then there's – Make uh, a pilgrimage. <laughs> all over this movie, the um, – All overboard this movie. Yes. We're going to go there, Chris, and we're going to dump our wives all, in honor. All <laughs> of Oingo Boingo covering the Deliverance soundtrack. <laughs> Dude, here's <laughs> what it is. I- I'm calling this – Hillbilly new wave, sure. Okay, because it's Which is like awesome. It's I, like it's it's kind of like an eighties new wavy synth thing, and then someone is just picking a banjo. <laughs> what the fuck? It's terrible and awesome and, and, at the well, same you're, time. You're at a coke party with Steve Martin in the eighties. <laughs> oh, guaranteed. And then there's a slide guitar going too at the same time. It's a lot, man. It's a, it's a lot to take in. This movie doesn't let up. There's this. It's it's this one song when she when she gets into like being Kurt Russell's uh, 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 prisoner there. Yeah. She like really starts getting into it, getting things done. You hear the song, and then later you see that band perform this song. What a stank-ass, greasy-looking fart rock band if I ever saw one. It's, well, it's kind of like Farthouse Blues a little bit. It is Farthouse Blues, big time. And you are just, you could smell <laughs> these guys. Is that a Michael Caine movie? <laughs> We Good all night, got the babe. Farhouse Blues. <laughs> he did the Cider House rules, and now he's in the Farhouse Blues. <laughs> My career's gone down the drain doing Farhouse Blues. All right, now I, 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 I got gas, and my wife put me in the Farhouse, and I, now I have the Farhouse Blues. Uh, it's me and the dog. Good uh, night, babes of Elk Cove. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, did I beat you yes. too? Oh, I'm sorry. It's I steamrolled right over it's you. It's quite all right. Like so the, the logging industry in this movie. So this movie starts, uh, Kurt Russell is just like a guy, a carpenter. He's a Kurt Russell. I mean, this is yeah. the prime Kurt Russell character. Mm-hmm. You're, it's manual labor. You're sweating like a pig. You're constantly drinking bad beer, feet up all the time. God. The boxes are checked. It's <laughs> fucking great. Lying <laughs> all over. You know, you oh, know what, yes. what box is checked? He doesn't wear sleeves. For the first twenty three minutes of this movie, and I, I, I clocked it. I clocked it. <laughs> and why? Why should he? The, only, the first time he wears sleeves is to trick someone into thinking he's Goldie Hawn's husband. Oh, that's right. When he has to go to the police station <laughs> or like the, the mental ward, he's like, "Better dress up yeah. with his grift." <laughs> he put put on his fancy duds on his, his grifted coat, <laughs> and that that long sleeve shirt is, of course, red and black checked flannel. Sure. Of course, what it else is. would it Dude, be? It's, his wardrobe is great in this, but also as, since we're talking about him i've got a big question about his past hang up on him (laughs) wait kurt russell's past or the character's past uh the characters okay um he's he's supposed supposed, he's He's a widower four kids yes that is what i want to know yeah this man is vile enough to abduct women from a psych ward 
Yeah. How did that first wife? Oh, she died in a drunken ATV accident, guaranteed. Oh, yeah, that's that's the fucking cover story. <laughs> he does I'm not saying. shed one tear for this wife. She no. comes up a couple times, and you and do it's need. Only in this, been three years. You in this movie, you need that, and then it's you don't. But how, nobody I, wants to put a photo on a fucking dresser somewhere. At Thank what you, point Chris. can he Thank talk you. about dead Nancy? Yeah, I mean, or like to to what's his face, our friend from Wayne's World. Oh, that guy who's also the I think he's like the super on oh, Friends. Dude, he, he gathers around with his kids. You know, let's talk about your dead mother. Well, those kids need to talk about dead mothers. It's your classic 1980s gaggle of monster children that yep, all talk God. at the same time. It's thank Here you, it is. thank you very much, what? Steven Spielberg. Well, come on, come on, we all lived it, dude. That's also don't, true. Yeah, I knew don't these pretend, kids. Don't pretend this. Is I was, fake. I was one of these monsters. Exactly. I was. I've met the Sadak clan. My God in heaven. Yeah, you guys were all spitting in the yard. <laughs> Doing well, all sorts of shit. It actually, you want to talk about checked off boxes? You have all of them for this cadre of monsters because it's weird twins, a creepy one that's defective, and a fat one. There yeah. it is. Boxes yeah. checked. And one's an inventor. One's oh, a yeah, little but, inventor. Yes. Obviously, what? you need your little inventor. Uh, I must have missed Oh, that he's part. making little, like, doodads and gadgets Rube and what? Goldberg's here and there. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> is that the kid from Pet Cemetery 2? Yes, Jared Rushton, who's in everything. Big. He owned the eighties. Yeah, and all these. I kids. don't know if he owned the eighties. Was He's he ever invited to the <laughs> he Viper was Room in an eighties timeshare? At least all these other kids owed the eighties. <laughs> Wait, which they kid was he in Pet Cemetery too? The fat friend? No, he's the bad guy that he's gets the one killed. who gets the tire to oh, the face. Oh, right. The kid oh, from I thought Big. he looked familiar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And he's and he's in uh, 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 Honey, I Shook the Kids. I mean, that's a career. Oh, yeah. he's the 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 uh, other little, little Russ. Yeah, the one Russ who was closest to the aunt. Right. <laughs> Does anyone know? Uh, currently, right now, which Best Buy he's working at? Um, uh, 86th Street. <laughs> oh, is he really? No, no, he's working. City at, boy. He's working the one in Maryland uh, that was implicated in the first season of Serial. Oh, does he know what happened to that telephone? I don't. No one does. No one. He was. He was. He was, he was off that time. He's blowing smoke in the alley. <laughs> So Kurt Russell is a carpenter. He gets hired by Goldie Hawn. Uh, her, she is married to Edward Herman. Uh, Roddy McDowell uh, is their butler. Yeah, and is uh, the executive producer of this movie. <laughs> it's like I'll give you money for it, but also I get to play a weird, well, effet, uh butler. Well, in the that's movie. the thing: is he sold his life rights to Gary Marshall to make this movie? <laughs> oh, <he's> <laughs> Wait, do you think what really? <laughs> wow, you, you think Roddy McDowell perpetrated such a scam? I think it's Gee, possible. He was loaded up with that ape money. Oh yeah, yeah he that's true. He Filled to, to the brim. Do you think anyone's life? Has been uh, as completed or more completed by fucking uh, people in ape suits than Roddy McDowell? No, not at all. Like he was the <laughs> ape suit guy, and he, yeah. honestly, he's great. he's Cornelius, right? He's Cornelius. He's, he's fucking great. He's, he's in he's, the. Is, he's not in all of those sequels. I is think he? he is. I think he's does like he make the, all of them? I think he's a through line. I'll Did, tell you what. I, when the last Apes movie came out, which by the way, I saw the trailer for the new one, and Woody Harrelson's got a line in there where I laughed my tits yep. off. In oh, that it's a, this will be. A planet of apes. And I just went, gah, ha, ha, ooh. Oh, I, I laughed too, but I'm like, yeah, take, oh, I'm take it for oh, one. Oh, I'm it for one, please. But that la- <laughs> take it for one, indeed. Oh, Wife, yeah. Wife's staying home for this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, she'll come. Oh. <laughs> she'll come, or she'll go overboard. <laughs> No, when that second, so was it? Was it Rise then? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. Rise into Dawn. 
Yeah. Which one's the second one? Dawn. Dawn, Dawn is the second one. Right. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. During that second one, uh, I rewatched all the OG ape flicks. I got to tell you, man, I that's a too. solid franchise. It is. It's weird as fuck, but I gotta it, it gets them. good. Yeah, Ricardo, they're good. Ricardo Montalbaum is a circus owner. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> yep. Dude. Dude. Go ape. I think I got a summer project coming up. Dude, I I went ape shit because I was doing that. I had the TV show. I was doing the cartoon. I I had ape hysteria. No one else did. No, no, no. no, no, no. I had ape hysteria. Actually, when I was living in Astoria uh, and I had a a surly plumber come over to fix my uh, bathtub. He looked like Cornelius. He did, but I was also watching that movie the entire time he was there. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to watch this Planet of the Apes movie while you do this. <laughs> I was going to say, did he bathe his ape while he fixed it? So speaking of bathing apes, Kurt Russell's all sweaty in this movie. So he's hired to come on this yacht. The Immaculata. Uh, owned by Edward Herman, R.I.P.D. I feel like they're dodging taxes or something because he does not want to be on dry land anymore. He does not. That's a great point. International and, waters for that dude, man. Mm-hmm. He's doing all sorts of shit. But I this guess. is clearly hiding out, though, because, I mean, no offense to the great 400 people that live in Elk Cove, but... Uh, Did you get a population on that Wikipedia? That's no, what no, I was no, really no, curious no, about. No, he no. didn't mention it. I guess it's, it's not on It's a bit I, of a small Wikipedia. I bet it's like a thousand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's a cool, pristine town. Why on earth would these rich people dock there? If not for dodging something, maybe it's murder, mm-hmm. racketeering, mm-hmm. cocaine, I yeah. mean, something. But also, the thing is, like, why don't they? I guess because they're in El Cove, but like, rich people hire. There are rich carpenters you go to. You know what I mean? You don't rich get a carpenter. <laughs> okay, go please. No, like you, Jesus. You no, Jesus was not rich. He was famously poor. He's probably Jesus is the most fucking famous poor person of all time. What are you talking? Well, about? That, I mean, by now I think he's amassed a fortune. Dude, Jesus is. <laughs> Jesus, you know is, what he has? He's not going to see a fucking dime from it, though. Jesus is so poor. I would have taken his Obamacare away. Because <laughs> fuck that guy. Get a job. Uh-huh, that's true. Get a fucking job. It's very true. But he high end carpenters is what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, right. like a carpenter for the rich. They like know the how to best, deal with the rich. The, the most luxurious of carpenters. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, Donald Trump, he's not letting fucking Kurt Russell in his fucking stupid gold house. I don't know. Kurt Russell's kind of the kind of carpenter that's easier to rip off but, and not pay. Exactly. Yeah, and I think he would really, really enjoy what he does here. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> Donald Trump has done this to contractors. So and she, to women. She, <laughs> yes. <laughs> She, she hires him. She's like, oh, I need a, a closet on my boat. And, like, you know, Kurt Russell's like, closet on a boat. Get out of here. You know, like one of, one of those. That's kind of the movie we're doing here, you know. like Yeah, he is kind of dumbfounded by the we're, situation. We're rolling our eyes at indoor plumbing, you know, that kind of a deal. It is charming as fuck. I was watching Kurt Russell in this movie, and I'm like, wait, why am I unbuttoning my shirt? I'm watching a movie. <laughs> He is amazing in this movie. He's really great. But I'll tell you what's like what they're doing here with Goldie Hawn and Edward Herman's characters. These are like cartoon rich people. Yeah. Yes. Like at one point, Roddy McDowell comes out to like spoon feed her caviar. And there's this whole oh, gag God. about like caviar has got to be stiff and it's got to pop and you're it's stiff and round and <laughs> explode in your mouth. Pops and Kurt your- Russell's <laughs> like, somebody talking about sucking dicks. I work at a bowling alley, too. Let me just keep making a closet on a boat. Closet on a boat. You tell me, rich lady. 
But so uh, he does, and he does a fantastic job. He first makes of it all. out of oak, and of course, I mean, and this is a bit on Kurt Russell, I think. Uh, I, yeah, a little bit because he makes it out of oak, and right. Goldie Hawn's like, "Oh my god, you idiot! It should have been made out of cedar." Now, granted, she she as the customer probably should have been like, "Hey man, make me a cedar closet." But you know, you you order materials. You got to be like, "Hey lady, I just want you to sign off yeah. real quick." You know, you don't have to hold her by the hand, but just like this is going to be this material. Yeah, this no, is why you get the rich person yes. carpenter? Exactly, the, he it, does that all the time. Well, because I feel like Kurt Russell's the kind of carpenter in this movie. He's just stealing scraps from a boneyard. <laughs> it's like whatever he could find to make. This. Whatever, I mean, whatever coffin he can you know, break down. She's she's walking around in a swimsuit that makes her look like Gaddafi, and like <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't make her look like Gaddafi. It makes her look like one of Gaddafi's wives. Well, no, she has the full shoulder pads in general. Oh, that yeah, part. Yes. I thought you were talking about the thong bottom. No, and I was like, show me a picture of Muammar Gaddafi, and that I'll give you. a She's working both sides. I can show you a fucking video where it looks like he's wearing a thong. Is when they murder him in the street. <laughs> Don't they shove shit up his ass? In that yeah, thing? they shoved a bunch of shit up his ass. Wowza. Yeah, no, that happens, Steve. That's how dictators fall. Oh, That's... speaking of that, and you were saying cartoon rich people earlier, and Gaddafi being murdered in the street reminded me of this. This could have used a cartoon intro. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. A cartoon You're... intro of Gaddafi being murdered in the street. Yeah, yeah. like it's like it's like they're just predicting the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, then you would. But, like, you know, like, falling off a boat, lady picked up by a man. Oh, yeah. Well, like, like, and I could see because it's a cartoon, cartoon thing, right? Yeah. She falls off the boat, she's in the water, then a bunch of cartoon fish, like, bring yeah. her back up to the surface. There's a bunch of tugboat noises. Oh, sure. She's oh. in the house. Oh, There's, yeah. a, like, a whirlwind of cleaning or little, something. Little birdies around her head to indicate the amnesia. We cut to a cartoon shot of a cartoon tombstone, and it's Kurt Russell's cartoon dead wife. <laughs> <laughs> and it's him not visiting it. <laughs> And that's half of the intro. Yeah. Well, she's clearly in a fucking Folgers Crystals cup like Donnie from Big Lebowski. Come on. So she um, she refuses to pay him. Refuses. She's like, you 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 know you you built this out of cedar, you idiot. Everybody knows you built it out of oak or whatever. The, however the fucking thing works out. Which it's like, like, first of all, it's not everybody knows. No, Just yeah, say, yes. I wanted. Yes, that's yes. it. Clearly not everybody knows because if everybody knew, fucking Kurt Russell would have done it right in the and first place. It's a shoe closet. To Kurt Russell's credit, you yes. know, the cedar yeah. is more of a, a garment thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's some, something about moths, and he's like, hey, lady, there's not no, a lot of moths in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, there's no moths I don't know if that's there. true. I don't think that's I've true. I've only been out there one time. Did not see a moth, but that oh, doesn't mean they're not out there. Checks out, though. <laughs> you see a moth man out there? I saw a couple of moth men. I made some prophecies <laughs> yeah. about it. You, you stayed off them bridges, though, right? I stayed right off them bridges. I would just avoid Richard Gere wholesale. <laughs> I kind of would do that anyway. We're actually going to Bridgetown, I think, Portland, right? I think they have what? a lot of bridges. Oh. oh. Well, checks out. I, you know, that's what I heard. No, what were you saying, Steve? Sorry. No. Um, so, basically, this this is the inciting incident of the oh, movie, Eric. Of course. Uh, wherein she basically she seizes the means of production <laughs> and tosses her to his tools off the boat. She doesn't do it. He curses her out, kind of verbally assaults her a little bit. You know, it's it, listen. It's a therapeutic telling off. Yeah, but his fingers getting real close to her throat. That's what's happening. He's not hitting her though. Nah. Yeah, okay. No, dude, dude, Steve. Objection, Your Honor. Objection, Your Honor. Steve. He's not hitting her, though. Yeah, he let her off with a warning. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. 
I, I can see that as a bumper sticker now. Yeah, I guess. I, you know what, Eric? I, I'll take your word for no, it. No, no. What's shitty, right, though, yeah, is like right. it's over a matter of $600, which you'd think Goldie Hawn is so rich in this movie, she would just like, you know, but pull, your, pull that out Ed, of her toilet. Ed Herman Herman lines his underwear with that much Stop money. Stop with the Ed Herman. You didn't know the man. The Ed, casualness. Edwardian Herman. <laughs> Edwardian. <laughs> So um, he goes home. He storms off. I oh, know she knocks him overboard first, right? That's how this works. That's the first mm-hmm, overboarding. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of three. One of three overboards in a movie. So you know what? She Not- had it coming. <laughs> Not enough overboards in this movie. So he goes overboard. He meets up with his buddy from Wayne's World. What's this guy's name? Mike something. Mike Haggerty. Mike yeah. Haggerty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. great character. Actor. He had. I mean, awesome. let me tell you, Wayne's World is one of the funniest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Sure. But his monologue in there about the pinks, like getting fired, that whole thing is so goddamn fucking funny. I must think about that at least, like, (laughs) seriously, now, like, once a month. I mean, Wayne's World is, like, 25 years old this year. I must think about it at least once a month and just laugh about it. That sounds about right. Yeah. Him and, you know, another unsung performance in that movie is fucking Ed O'Neill. Oh, yeah. Ed O'Neill's great. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I would love to hang out at a Stan Makita's Donuts, by the way. Sorry. Putting that out there. <laughs> if it exists? Yeah, I don't know if it's real or not. It no. looked kind of yeah, real. Yeah, it kind of looked real. <laughs> I've never been to it's a... called a set. I <laughs> 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 was Star Wars movie. Every spaceship kind of looked real. Know. I think that Boba Fett might be real. <laughs> okay, now you got me. <laughs> I think he's real, he's too. So, he, I want to believe... He goes overboard, and she fucking throws his tools in the water. This is uh, this man's livelihood. It's true, that is insane. You know the fact you're not paying him six hundred dollars that you're, you're you owe him, which is that, I, I did the inflation. It's like nine million dollars. Oh, yeah. that, that's that's how that worked in nineteen eighty seven. Checks that. out. Yeah, but right. like tools are expensive. Yes, and also, that's the, this is livelihood. Like you said, don't you have goons? Like really? Like this is a perfect time to call oh, your goon to uh, escort him. What off are you, the you going to get Roddy McDowell to deal with? It? Well, no, this 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 should be Roddy McDowell's job, right? Like she, You're she right. he chucking should... people. No, <laughs> but 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 fraternizing with the working the house. And, yeah. and he pay, he pays him anyway. Like she she curses him out. It's like blah 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 blah. And then right. like, he has an understanding where it's like here's six hundred bucks. Just get yeah, it. Yeah, I'm terribly sorry because she's not missing it. Yeah, nicked it from the petty cash. But yeah. then, right, right. But then he might not feel so vengeful, and um, we wouldn't get what the greatness that is about to happen. The comic gold, right? <laughs> Well, it's a, you know, it's a it's a nice revenge plot <laughs> that veers into uh, disturbing territory. It meanders a bit. We 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 learn that his wife is dead. We learn that he has four rotten children. We rotten. learn that he lives in fucking squalor. Lives in a fucking hoarder's home. It's a Ugh. fixer upper. It's squalor. <laughs> So um, uh, we just we live with Kurt Russell a little bit. We meet his rotten children. Um, the rotten children are like trying to pull a Freddie Lowndes on the, <laughs> the principal of the school. Glue her to a chair naked and set her to, on fire and roll her down the, the street in a parking lot. Is that what you're saying? Is that well, what you're going to get? She comes out to Kurt Russell and she's like, she, they wrapped me in, in toilet paper and then they were putting gasoline on me. Oh, which is amazing that it escalated to pouring gasoline on a human being. And Kurt Russell... Russell, God bless him, is just so cavalier and casual. He's, he's like, oh, they're just going through a little he, bit of a phase. You know what he is? He's Private Fantastic. What is Private Not fantastic? Captain Fantastic. He's Private Fantastic. <laughs> oh, I see. He's the shitty version of Viggo Mortensen's <laughs> hippy-dippy dad out in the boons not doing nothing. That's what it should have been, dude. They're living in fucking 
tents and the trees and shit. Oh fuck! Separatists. Been, yeah, totally. One of these. Separatists. <laughs> One of these kids fucking, it's the no. opening moments of Overboard. One, and maybe it's even in the cartoon intro, one of these kids butchers a deer with his bare hands. Well, he is grooming a fucking animal factory here, especially with... Totally. A, well, we'll get to it. So he's, so um, we live with him for a bit. Um, we Joe, live with him? Yeah, a little bit. We I live. would love to live with him. Just putting out that. Can, Can you anyone, imagine rooming with Kurt Russell? If, rooming with Russell? Dude, if anyone knows Kurt Russell, and no. like, if... It would suck because the fucking sock's gonna be on the door all the time. I don't give and a I shit. And I can't fucking sleep. They Dude. have been they have been constantly fucking for forty yeah. years. Yeah. And I it's would awesome. pay for the privilege to hear Kurt Russell nut. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was my question about them. By the way, was this their first movie together? No, this is the last of three movies. They, of three a, movies. They, yeah. I, I read, uh, Swing Shift uh, in like oh, nineteen eighty four. Swing Shift, of course. Never saw it, but saw it. that was that's a movie. the Demi movie, right? Is that is Swing it? Shift? I don't know. I don't this know. is uh I think it's like set around World War Deuce. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's the big one. As in we took shits. What's I, the other one? Something uh, else. The Great War? Oh. <laughs> What's the other movie? Well, you see, there was some aggression in old Europe at the time. <laughs> I don't know. This Archduke was... uh, Actually, yes. He was not asking for it, Chris. (laughs) It was what I was thinking of. It is a Demi movie that he's disowned because it was a studio botch job. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic studio botch. What's it called? Swing shift. But the other one we do not know. We don't know. We'll figure it out. At some point. It's It's not protocol. I know that. Oh, man. (laughs) Protocol. That might be a stage. You could could help solve a mystery. (laughs) Do you have access to the internet? (laughs) Do you have 38 <laughs> seconds to figure this out? Because we don't. <laughs> yeah. So um, basically, she's on a boat. Um, she falls off the boat because she like she wants to go to sleep with one of her diamonds. Her diamond is like dangling somewhere, dangling. Right. She dangling. don't even know it. It's <laughs> a, what, I guess her redding, redding. I mean, wedding ring or yeah. some such. And it, she falls over, and due to the shock and everything, she washes ashore and has temporary amnesia. And uh, she's at the psychiatric hospital. It becomes a big news story. It's like, do you know this woman? (laughs) Oh, a a young girl fell off a boat, washed up on the shores of Elk Cove, Oregon. Here is a subpar reenactment. Uh, She's (laughs) a real piece of work. (laughs) Would you like to pretend to be her husband? (laughs) Because we got nothing. If so, come and claim her. Well, because this news broadcast goes on for a real long time. I guess it's like the Elk Cove... Local news, they break into Captain Who Gives a Shit, and they just, like, go with this woman for 40 minutes, and, like, they're just living with it, and Kurt Russell sees it, he's like, and immediately, it's not even a thing where, like, he struggles with it, or, like, a buddy, like, says he should do it, he just, no, he knows immediately to do it, which is to go to the uh, uh, hospital and claim to be her husband. Well, this whole thing is, like, this is gonna be... A classic prank. Mm-hmm. It's, and this it turns is, into a sexy prank. It does. Eventually, it does become a sexy prank. But first, you got to remember Ed, Sir Edward Herman, not oh. Ed. <laughs> Thank you. He like goes to the hospital. Yeah. Sees her, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, that's not my wife." Well, she's being like nasty, and he's like, "Why do I Which, need this nonsense?" Right. It makes so, yeah. no fucking. Well, sense. he's complicit. In this plot. Yes, yes. Absolutely. He's a cog in it. But the weird th- <laughs> And so he walks away and then Kurt Russell shows up. He does he does finally don sleeves. And he shows up with 
absolutely no identification. Nothing. I don't even know if he shows because it's a cop and uh, a doctor, and he's like, "That's my wife," and they're like, "You sure?" And he's like. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> sure yeah. enough. I saw her ass once in well, that event. He does this whole, this whole thing like trying to jog her memory, and it's just like the most insane shit. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, you were in the Navy. Well, Come this on. was my question about that. Is he bringing in stuff from his dead wife's life? No. <laughs> no. You don't think that's so? that's a fucking no. fantastical crazy life that he's laying out. What, that she was in the Navy? Who cares? That she's That's a the thing. Navy. That she's from Goober, Idaho, which is a nuclear dump of a town. <laughs> that yeah. could all check out, though. We and then they know. met at a donut shop or some shit. Yeah, he's also like that. That's the thing is like not only is he he's like you know, uh, uh, and I hate this term because it's overused in the, in the year 2017, but gaslighting this lady into fucking oh, madness. Time. But um, <laughs> he's doing it so where like she's a piece of shit, and like yeah, you were in the navy, you were kicked out because you're stupid, you were from, from a fucking dump, and you got fired from your donut shop, jerk. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I guess I'm an awful person. Awesome. Yeah, and then the the way that he gets the doctors and stuff to re- to release her to him is. The birthmark that he saw when he was well, oh right. Him. The best thing is like she's they're like they're about to give him her to him. This is the world we're living in, <laughs> and she's like, "Well, doesn't he need identification? How do you know who this guy is?" And, the, <laughs> and the doctor is like, "Yeah, I guess she's right." And he goes to Kurt Russell. He's like. You know, I, I really want to help you out here, man, but lady's got a point. I'm like, Look. what are you talking about? There are IDs, a wedding certificate, a picture of the two of them together. Yeah. Any of this would be totally cool. This serial killer could have seen her ass <laughs> yes. in another situation. Exactly. You you put a picture oh, of a pretty lady on uh, on the TV listen. and some fucking creep comes to claim her. Well, listen, listen, well, listen, well. listen. Just to quell the Looney Tune, <laughs> why don't you give me a, a piece of mail? It's How about that? Right, she's thinking of a number between one and ten. If you guess it, you get this bride. <laughs> it's also not just any lunatic. I mean, this is like the hunk of the century walked into your office. You know, it's a Ted Bundy type, is what it is. It was a wh- handsome, wh- a handsome lunatic. Wait, Ted, Ted Bundy. <laughs> He was hot. Yeah, he is, he is famously handsome. Very handsome. Oh, that's man. fucking. Great. You haven't seen that courtroom footage? No, that's fuckable footage. <laughs> no, do you jerk off to that, Steve? Absolutely. It's like if John <laughs> Hamm was a murderer. Oh well, no, wait. Well, that's actually holy shit. He's you gonna do. Be, he's you gonna, gonna, we're gonna have to fucking fast forward it a little bit because, or uh, like you know, fast track it rather because he's getting kind of up there. Yeah. But the Ham Man could play Ted Bundy in a movie. That's true. You also, dye his hair brown, give him little nerd glasses. He might actually be killing women. <laughs> also, we John not, Ham. Yeah. Oh, right now. Oh yes. Who would look? <laughs> exactly. And speak, speaking of this scene. Great gag in the background is this dude just eating checkers. This dude, oh, this, yeah, this yeah. mental case playing checkers <laughs> with himself and just eating checkers. What I love, there's a great deal detail about it. Is like he eats one and you're like, is that dude eating checkers? Yeah, okay. And then like the the attendant looks over and sees him do it, and the extra playing this like attendant is like, yep, checks out. <laughs> He's good. Continue. So yeah, that's within the rules. He gets her right. He brings her home. And she's really against it. She's like really uncomfortable by the whole thing, and like she do- she doesn't want to go with this guy. She do- when he brings her out of the mental ward or the hospital or whatever it is, she literally has a rope tied around her waist, and he's uh, dragging her yeah. like she's a fucking <sighs> cow. It's it's crazy. Like also like even if he is her husband, if she's like refusing to go with him, 
She doesn't have he doesn't have no. legal click. Yeah. It's like, oh, this oh, wait, is my wait. Abuse. So you're saying the taxpayer should take on this expense? <laughs> I, I, I think so. In this one instance, we should make an exception for a woman that might not want to go home with her abusive husband or whatever uh, mm-hmm. is going on. And then on. what happens when every woman wants to do that? Yeah, that's true. Mm. Then you have like it's women's shelters and then it's uh-huh. coming out of my dime. Uh, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Please I don't with think- your pie in the sky ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, he he like ties her up and like puts her in the back of his his Dodge pickup truck and they drive. And the kid, this is where like you're raising serial killers at this point because you, he he uh, off screen has it's gone to his, he's gone to his kids and been like, hey guys, guess what? We're gonna pull a fucking scam on this rich lady because she ripped your dad off. So well, you're all going to pretend to be her children, and you have to go. You have to go buy like uh, womanly clothes and scatter them around the house so it looks like she lives here, and all this madness. See, this oh. starts out as an honest grift, okay? Because <laughs> yeah. she cost she cost him like six hundred dollars, so he's going to recoup that in like a babysitting fee. You yeah. know, totally boilerplate, normal stuff. <laughs> yeah, normal guy, just guy stuff. Yeah. He works it out where he's like. So I figure uh, she'll be paid off in, uh, I don't know, like a month. At least like, 25 what? bucks a day. I'm like, what are you talking about? I guess he's just doing some division. I don't think he's thinking beyond that, though. But also, that's the thing. Is what are you going to do? What is his end game here? You have to kill her, right? Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, you like, do. You can't just set her loose, man. I mean, she's going to tell the fuzz. <laughs> it's just, it's, you're in too deep at this point. Your well, children are implicated. You know, Everyone's I, going up well, the Well, that's probably, I mean, I believe that's probably part of the whole thing is he's getting ready for the kids to kill her. Yeah. Oh, so I, he oh. doesn't have to get any blood on his hands. It's a real frailty situation. Come on, Grandpa. You were always the best with the sledge. <laughs> exactly. By the way, it's been bothering me. So sorry, I've been. A little checked out as I do some internet research here. Overboard in '87, Swing Shift in '84, and then technically, the only other thing was a movie called The One and Only Genuine Original Family Band from 1968. Kurt Russell has a role in it. Goldie Hawn is a, is credited as like giggly girl or something. Oh, I see. So, yeah, so Mickey so Mouse Club just, shit. Just yeah. the, the two big ones. All right. Swing Shift and Overboard. Uh, yeah. So, so this yeah. is the last one. Yeah, this, this is, is it. this is it. The end of the this trilogy. They never worked together together again. That's all right. Well, they worked together in other yeah, ways. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I said it earlier, <laughs> Eric. It turns out they've been fucking constantly for four decades. Yeah, good for them. I love it. <laughs> Goldie Hawn is a lucky lady. <laughs> oh no, that's a sex sandwich you want to be a part of, right? Come on. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, yeah that's every, everybody makes out. Just well in that call deal. me condiment. <laughs> Oh, here comes the mustard. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? A mayo now? A, sec- <laughs> a sexy memoir by Eric Siska. Uh-oh, Condiment's going to do his finishing move on him. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm arrested? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, she's she's brought into this situation, and it's just a lot of, like, creepy ass, like, oh, don't you remember? You always did this, oh and you were doing this, and you like to do this. Yeah, it's like all these chores. He's like, you loved like, cleaning the shit out of the gutter. You loved... What you... And he's also like, you, you you, never slept in the bed. You slept on the couch because you because of your back. Also, one of his yep. big things is like, well, it never bothered you before. Yeah, yeah. there's <laughs> like, a lot of that, because it's a weird, like, she still has, at the start of the, the, the 
the grift here, uh-huh. uh, the sexcapades, if you will. Although there's not really much sexcapades until the end of the movie no. when they when they movie fall in love, quote unquote. When it gets real gross. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but this is all like she doesn't remember who she is, but she still has that like the attitude yeah. of the spoiled rich person. So she's coming in and she was like, it doesn't feel like I would live in an outhouse. Well, Cause they have to continuously justify the fact of what this crazy shit he's doing to her. So she still has to be kind of a pain in the ass. That's the weird line that the movie walks is like, she's still doing that. And then he's doing things like not immediately sleeping with her. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> like a hero. Night. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying he is, but yeah. I'm just saying the movie's like, yeah. Hey, this all checks out, man. You know what? It ain't cool, but it also ain't a Legal. <laughs> the Leopold and Loeb handbook. <laughs> well, she has a great line here uh, when she sees the house. She goes, We live here willingly. Like, <laughs> she is great in this movie. She's got a lot She's of great lines. So She's so fucking funny in this movie. One of the things to convince her that this is her life is he goes down to. Mike Haggerty, uh, to, oh, right. to do some Photoshop. Oh, yeah. Some early, early edition Photoshop. <laughs> I don't even know how this even works. You tell me, Mike Haggerty, what equipment you've got in your trailer. Well, this, it's such a bullshit thing because this stems from her being like, hey, Kurt Russell, why aren't there any photographs of us like or me? So uh, what was I saying? No, he goes into Mike Haggerty in the middle of the night because she's like, yeah, where's all these pictures? Oh, right. Where are those so- pictures I was supposed to see? <laughs> Well, that yeah, that stems from her being like, "Where are the photos of me?" So he takes a a packet of of pictures and he goes to Mike Haggerty's window and he's like in there with some lady, you know, which is like, "How dare you interrupt Mike Haggerty for <laughs> yeah. this?" He's been he's been working this woman down for five years, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, remember that time in high school you made us fake IDs? <laughs> Do it again." I was like, "What are you talking about? Hey, that was twenty years ago." The te- you know what I mean? Yeah. Up to date? Am I a forger? Hey, guess what? Am I a forger? If your idea of Photoshop <laughs> is a guy on a trailer, you just might live in Elk Cove. <laughs> if you convince a rich woman that she's your wife after she gets temporary amnesia, you just might be in a movie that doesn't age well. <laughs> Um, here's the, speaking of it not aging well, I, they are remaking this movie, unfortunately, with, um, <sighs> what? Anna Ferris and Eugenio Diaz, yes, I believe the gentleman's name is. Right, the guy Who's that dude? I'm sorry, Eugenio Derbez. Who's that dude? He had some, uh, like something not, like battery. It's not batteries not included, but Which, something like that. What? The, the, what? He was in batteries <laughs> not included? <laughs> Are is you he 80 years old? Come on. <laughs> I'm saying what? the title of the movie is something like Batteries Not. It was a huge crossover hit. Was he chasing Hugh, Hugh Crone or whatever? <laughs> Hume Cronin? <laughs> what yes, is Steve, yes, can you please? You. I'm full on it. But uh, so, A, a pro- I will say making the perpetrator in this instance uh, Latin American doesn't help anything for the aging of the film. Well, well she'll fall in love with him. And but the other thing is, you're missing out. Make this a a, a drama thriller. Mm. You cast Anne Hathaway in the Goldie Hawn role. Uh-huh. But oh, this is what solidifies it. Right. My, you, you've already made it worse. Go on, <laughs> Mike Shannon as Kurt Russell. Now this movie is what it's supposed to be. <laughs> Mike Shannon, do you mow his lawn? Hey, you're my wife now. You've always <laughs> been. You've always been my wife. I mean, you better that watch be... my children who are also dead. Yeah, yeah we always do this. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, always that... like doing you, this. You, always, you used to always like when I would threaten to break your neck like a twig. <laughs> 
Like, it's never bothered. It never bothered. They, reach it, they retitled the movie because it's like a cool, like artsy movie. Now it's we, you always. What? Did how this. did I screw it up? <laughs> no, Chris Cabin didn't. He was on the right track. The dude's name uh, is uh, Eugenio Derbez, and I and know he played I, one of the little UFOs and batteries not included. No, I know the movie that Chris is talking about. It's been sitting on HBO Go for no one to watch. It's called Instructions, not included. Oh. Uh, is what it is. Yeah, so who Hey, Anne Hathaway, you're, you're a rich lady. Why don't, you, why don't you go clean my house? You're my wife now. Uh, yeah. do, I, do I look like I'm kidding? <laughs> exactly. Um, like, this isn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's him at a kitchen table, and she's like, she's trying hey, to make it a comedy, hey. and he's not letting her. Hey, honey, shut up. First of all, remember these little words, honey? Till death do us part. <laughs> you don't want to... Part, do you? <laughs> oh, would you like to part? Oh, oh, it's your birthday today. Let's go out for your birthday today. Let's, let's go. Let's go have a drink. You know, being tied up never used to bother you. <laughs> I, go, I go to work from eight thirty to nine thirty at night, and you were tied up for that time. Well, yeah, I mean, because this is room. I mean, this movie is essentially a fun room. Yeah. Oh, I like fun rooms. Well, no, no, no. Room, the movie. <laughs> oh, with Brie Larson. Oh, Tommy was so classic. <laughs> no, yeah. Eric. It's just like the room. <laughs> the hey, Academy hey, Award-winning film. You never, you, you ne- it never used to bother you to play catch. <laughs> well, you know, I, Scoop McNary tried to make that situation fun. <laughs> he did his best. <laughs> If, if Gary Marshall directed in that movie, it would be a real fucking knee slapper, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah, dude. It'd be see, Tom here's, Hanks and Meg Ryan. <laughs> here's what it, all you have to do you have room. It's the same movie, but you have it surprisingly end with a Randy Newman tune, and everybody's laughing. You you're getting, you're, you're getting... tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> Chip, you, a chip, a chip, a chip, <laughs> yeah. a chip, a chip, a chip. You're a chip. <laughs> oh man, Michael Shannon in in in. The, why did they cast James Franco? I like this idea better. I know. Did you see that thing out of South by that James Franco was like? It's kind of perfect because I think I am kind of like Tommy Wiseau. You know, oh, what, dude, he makes whatever. terrible movies. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's accurate. Because now he, I, I haven't watched all of his like Faulkner movies. Faulkner ones are not good. I heard they're all his trash. Cormac McCarthy one is not good. Oh, the one where you see a human being actually taking a shit. Yeah, it's been a long time. The, Jeez, I could do that. Been a mirror. long time, probably since early Lars von Trier. <laughs> yeah, that movie fucking stunk. What was it called? Is that the Idiots? No, no. I was talking about the James Franco movie. Oh, uh, Child of God. Yeah. Something like that. That movie was it's not a, good. It's a rotten not turd of a movie. Good. A lot of necrophilia in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like that. It so- used to never bother you before. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it's okay. This is a comedy. Hey, you always should see my lighthearted new comedy, Overboard. I thought I thought you liked being rolled up in the carpet. <laughs> That's my dead wife. We sleep with her too. You know, it's a thing You're where I think wife. that I'm happy to take you out for dinner for your birthday, but. I'm going to pick the restaurant. <laughs> you think we're going to Italian? You're very wrong. <laughs> I can't believe they're remaking Overboard. So um, she, he, puts two her, directors, by the way, great, great sign. He puts her into servitude really quickly. He's like, yep. "Oh, and you always loved having this." Ch-. He goes off to work. He's like, "You always loved having this chore list." 
and it's like all like do all my fucking housework. And as he goes off to work, oh, he sings uh, bone chilling. Do our housework. She lives there too. <laughs> she does not, Eric. It's a con. It's a long con. So you know, what, you also dude? make messes in the house. <laughs> you know that was your spaghetti plate you didn't clean up. <laughs> As Carousel goes to work, he goes, zippity doo da, zippity day. Oh boy, do I love having a slave. And man, my fucking balls went up inside what? me forever. I mean, which I think is the original Disney lyrics. I'm not yes, sure. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, right. I think it was the original score to Fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's that? Their racist the movie, the Song of the South. Yeah, which they are also making remaking with Michael Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> I play a young Jeff Sessions. <laughs> <laughs> it's me against all these crows. I don't. I don't know. I got a raw deal. <laughs> I don't know how much about a bill becomes a law, but I can make a shallow grave. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, you know, if it comes to it and I have to be murdered, I want it to be Michael Shannon. Oh, oh, he'll do it right. Yeah, he'll do he's it a right. professional. Mm-hmm. I think I should put that in my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> Kill me, Michael Shannon. <laughs> No one else. Fuck me, Kurt Russell. Kill <laughs> yeah. me, Michael. Strike Smith. me down while you still can. If I was, if I was fucked by Kurt Russell, I would immediately then just want to be murdered because oh, there's well, nothing left to live. Welcome for. You back. Did it all. Welcome back to fuck, marry, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, who are we gonna marry now? We got the fucking kill down. I will marry Hector Elizondo. I was gonna, yeah. I was you gonna, gonna marry Scoot McNary. No, <laughs> yeah, gross. <laughs> Hector Elizondo, who played the garbage captain of the boat. He's a captain of a garbage scow. Is the one that fished her out of the water. Correct. And, man, if you love to laugh, marry Hector Elizondo. (laughs) Because he's a fun dude, man. You know, in all of his little roles that pop up, he always makes me smile. Yeah, he's he's kind of a now we're talking. Whenever, whenever I'm never, I'm never changing the channel. I read that episode of West Wing when he was on. That was great. For me, it's just like, all right. (laughs) <laughs> really just tolerating it like i was recently re-watching the princess diaries uh-huh. and uh you know he's in that movie for a fashion and i was like all eh, right <laughs> just all right I'll, I'll put up with it i'm not gonna change the channel on wow. actor i mean i'm here i'm here i'm already I'm not happy here. but i'm here i'm that, see i'm already here i didn't come for this <laughs> but i'm already here and now this is also here well, that's I, the idea i think he'd be a delight wasn't Hector Elizondo the first person to say shit on broadcast television? Wasn't that him on Chicago Hope? Oh, it might have been. Yeah, that that shit happens. Sense. I mean, he says a good shit. That's world history. <laughs> Do you hear that they're remaking uh, the Chicago pr- Hope? No, they're remaking the Princess Diaries, and uh, really with Michael Shannon, he's oh, gonna wow. be he's gonna be the one that uh, corrals the princess into being a princess. Oh, I thought it was good. he was gonna be the princess. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm I'm middle school outcast <laughs> Mia Thermopolis. <laughs> My dad's dead, and I live with my artsy mother. Do with that what you will. Oh, great. Now I'm wearing a tiara. Great. <laughs> Wait, now, which, now which, which fork am I supposed to use when I'm eating? <laughs> How about I just eat with my hands? I'm, I, I really don't want to wear the crown. <laughs> well, you got it, dude. I'd, really, I'd rather not. What? It's a tiara? All right. 
<laughs> so I mean, like she start. This is when we get our one of our first of many montages. She starts to to get into it. I guess she's right? into it. Yeah, yeah totally. And she's like, cleaning the house. And I guess the idea the is well, this you, is good for her character because you know she never did a day's work yeah, in her life. It's, presumably, it's great. She sees accepting their situation now. Exactly. If you're if you view this, <laughs> no, no, but it's building upon her as a person. She came from. She came from. Listen, don't defend the rich every second you get. The, her mother is a nightmare in this movie. Their yeah, family is a nightmare. Her husband, that uh, cabin mows lawns for, is a nightmare. This is. These are nightmare people that maybe should be dead. I mean, her mother is like one step away from Brazil. Like, yes, I thought true. it was that lady. It true. is that lady. Oh, is it? Yeah. It is. Oh, what's, what's her name? Uh, from uh, from who's the boss? Oh, right. Yes. That's Mona? Yeah, Mona's in Brazil and Overboard. What? Yes. <laughs> really? You're that surprised? A bunch of newspapers just gobbled up Andrew and he's gone. <laughs> Dude, I've seen Brazil like ten times. I had no connection that that was Mona. Mona. <laughs> but yeah, they should all be probably Terry dead. Gilliam's on the phone, Mona. Uh-oh, I got killed by a giant hand. <laughs> Mona, Bob Hoskins here to fix the sink. <laughs> oh, man. Bob Hoskins, best part of that movie. Yeah, or possibly De Niro. I don't know. Yeah, you, you get a lot. I have the whole thing. Yeah, but, yeah, so she, and she's like her mother. Because basically what happens is Edward Herman, like, goes off and he's like, oh, great, this is my chance. Well, you do find out later, which you need to kind of know because the movie doesn't make sense without it, is that Edward Herman doesn't have money. It's actually right. it's always been Goldie Hawn's money. Which this also is, doesn't really make sense because the rich rich people don't marry non-rich people. Yeah, like it doesn't make or like maybe he she, she's got so much more money than he does. That maybe makes sense. That would make sense. So he, I mean, yeah, like he's it's he's her so boat, much, it's her money. Right. He's so much older than her. It doesn't yeah. make sense that she, she would, would marry this guy. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. But at all. so he runs off to like just go fuck on the high seas, and Mona keeps calling, and right. he keeps doing this thing where he's like. Oh, uh, she's you just missed her. Oh, she. Or he's like telling Roddy McDowell. Oh, just you know, tell him we're out. Whatever. Feeding her fucking Scott Peterson lines. It's, well, that's the thing. <laughs> this woman disappears on the high seas, and at, at a certain point towards the end of the movie, <coughs> at a certain point towards the end of the movie, she calls him up and she's like, "Listen, I don't know what's going on there, but I don't like it." And you have one week to tell me where my where my daughter is. I'm like, if you suspect this guy has killed your daughter, yeah. you're going to give him a week to get out of town? Like, you hire a private investigator immediately. Oh, you're a billionaire, that's, lady. That's when Michael Shannon shows up. Oh, my movie. God. Yes. yes. What happened? Did yeah. you throw her overboard? That's what I would have done. <laughs> tell I would have thrown it. her right overboard. Tell me you did it. <laughs> you know. Tell you, me you did it. Are you more- a cowboy? <laughs> It's really popular in Elk, Elk Cove. <laughs> women, yeah. women tend to go overboard. I that was so funny. That I had the same reaction. I was like, one week. Yeah, like, why? How about call me back in an hour? That's it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like right, you say, she's out. If she, if I don't get a call by midnight tonight, I'm yeah. calling the and police. The is, when he leaves the, I don't know if it's the hospital or whatever that they're keeping her at at the start, he says something like, "Well, she she's left me or whatever." So yeah. like. Play to that narrative. Tell yes. the mother, like, yeah, we got I don't know. Build a story, maybe. We got into a big fight, and uh, she got off the ship at Elk Cove and told me to go, you know, to go fuck myself. You yeah. know, yeah. there you go. 
Which go. I would love to hear Edward Herman have to say that. But she told me to go fuck myself. Still, a whole week, you have all that time, even if she was still alive with him. Yeah. He'd have a week to kill her, dexter her, and yeah. fucking be done with it. <laughs> or yeah, or this guy's got means. He's a flight risk. That's why you don't let people go. He's a Absolutely. flight risk. Absolutely. There's a line in this movie. Nothing to do with the killing. Or the possible killing. But it's a real Kurt Russell line. And it's unfortunate that it's in this context. Because I feel like if Kurt Russell made this joke in real life, you'd be like, Kurt Russell, that's fucking funny. But he's showing her around the house. And he's like, you know, this is where this is. This is 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 the uh, bedroom. And he goes in. And it's like just a shitty Kurt Russell bed. And he goes... A lot of miles on that mattress. And I was like, ooh, Kurt Russell dialogue. <laughs> it's a funny joke, but again, like it plays to the sex angle, which is really... In like, this we, instance, it's unfortunate. So like, we get... The first night, he goes, hangs out with... He keeps going out every night. He's like, he's like, I gotta go bowling with the guys. And he's always hanging out with Mike Haggerty. And like the first night, Mike Haggerty's like, hey, did you do it yet? Hey, did you, you teach that rich bitch a lesson yet? Or whatever. And he's yeah. like... And like this, the way the scene is played is like Mike Haggerty's like, well, of course you're gonna have sex with her, but Kurt Russell's the good guy, sure. so of he, he is. In, air, honorable. In, in air quotes. So of, the way he's playing it is like he's pretending he's gonna have sex with her, but he's too good of a guy to do it. Well, it's kind of like how in Fargo, Peter Stormare's the good guy to Steve <laughs> Buscemi. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Wait, what? No, it's the opposite. <laughs> Well, Steve Buscemi, like, gets mouthy, you know? Like, he's yeah. a mean yeah, dude. Yeah, but Peter Stormare just starts murdering people. <laughs> I think well, he's closer to Peter Stormare, actually. Yes. Yeah. All right, you know what? Whichever. <laughs> one of the Fargo goons is nicer <laughs> than the other one, and that's the way the movie plays it, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I mean, this whole this whole world takes place in, like, the af- like basically the town that A Time to Kill takes place in. <laughs> like, right before it happens, I feel... Man, that oh! If this turned out to be a time to kill prequel, <laughs> it might as well be. But she does get into this blue collar life. Sure. Oh yeah. There starts a, eating it up. Well, there's a turning point where like she gets like uh, her her pans are are glued to the plates. Oh god! And like these rotten kids have been awful to her. But then she gets the hose out and starts spraying everyone in the middle of the house. Well, like they're this all. This is a turning point, Chris. This is where the romance starts. I, it's it's a, such a it's... bullshit turning point, though. But they're creepy romance. Jesus. Well, she, she's, she's well, she loose. just baked a huge fucking chocolate custard for them, and they're putting their hands. Hands yes. in it and just feeding and shoving their Which mouths. Which is a weird thing. You have Mike go. Haggerty come over. You're like, hey, Mike Haggerty, come over and watch some football. He's like, all right, let's do it, buddy. And he comes over. There's a bunch of beer. And it's the classic, like, she's running around, cleaning, serving them. He's like, oh, how about some more beers, this, that, and the other thing. At what point in this, when it's like the fellas together, are you like, let's dip into this chocolate cream pie? <laughs> It's so weird. It's it's another one of his little, like, fucking control things. Because he's like, I'm hungry for dessert now. Yes, Are you going to come and give me dessert now? And Mike Haggerty's like, hey, man, I just came here to watch a Packer game. This is getting weird. No, 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 shut up. Where's my dessert now? But so she freaks out in this scene. And she's like, I've been working my ass off. You don't say thank you. I'm cleaning up after you. I'm serving you, blah, 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 blah. You always liked it before. (laughs) It's like a huge thing. And she goes away, and then she comes back and sprays him with a hose, and it's like, da 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 
and the music's all happy as ever loving shit. This is when she becomes blue collar trash. Yeah. But and I'm it's, saying it's liberating in, for her. As, all of that can't happen in 25 seconds in the same living room. Well, it is, is a, what I'm it saying. Is a, it is a movie. It's the scene. Um, <laughs> Do you remember uh, in Serial Season 2 when Bo Bergdahl sprayed nope. those guys with a hose and they all started liking each other? The people that were... Ke- that <laughs> Wait, were ke- the Taliban? Yeah, he sprayed the Taliban with a hose. That's right. And then they all started playing cards together. And even though he slept in a birdcage, it was like <laughs> they were buds now. And you kind of felt good. That everybody was a little bit right in that situation. <laughs> and they shared a chocolate pie together. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was what really did, what, sweet. What did that show conclude? That he was a traitor or something? No, they kind of leave it up to you, Eric. Uh, yeah, yeah. You I know what? I, I left it up to myself to not finish listening <laughs> yeah, to that season. I'll never listen to any of no. that shit. That's fine. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, she's a prisoner is what I'm saying. <laughs> but so she has this moment. It flips. It's whatever. We cut to, like, she gets called into the, the teacher's office because these kids are being oh, monsters. They, they all have the same teacher. It's like a schoolhouse. I don't know where... the. What friggin' Mennonite compound they're living on? Elk Cove, Oregon. Yes, they're just all living. They're like Amish, I guess. We're like, this kid's 14, the other kid's 8, and they're in the same class. Odd. It is odd. Mm. But so this woman's like, oh, these, these children are unruly. They refuse to take this placement test, blah, blah, blah. And Goldie Hawn, you want to talk about dressing downs. She dresses down this teacher. It is fucking fantastic. It's great. Mm. Oh, my God, telling this woman off. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, and she's like becoming a real mother to these kids. And right. Like, these kids are loving it. Like they needed discipline and structure in their life. The youngest kid can't read, and Kurt Russell's like, ah, he'll figure it out. It's like, dude. It's like not all your kids will learn to read by reading pornographic magazines, by the way. Oh, right. They're running around with that nudie man. The older kid's constantly looking at pornography, and he's got a line where he's like, ha, now those are tits. Yeah. And he's like looking God. at a magazine, and Kurt Russell's like, whatever. He's 13. He's jerking off all the time. He even does. Which is true, but come on, give him, a, give him Moby Dick because she's she goes up to Kurt Russell like you know you're not raising these children. So and so doesn't know how to read. Tommy's got pornography everywhere, and he's like, well, I'll build you a separate bathroom if it bothers you that much. And I'm like, ew, ew, ew. You know what, Kurt Russell? Uh, it's not the jerking off <laughs> that's being argued right now. A second bathroom doesn't fix everything. That's a baiting bathroom, man. <laughs> oh, man. You gotta have your regular bathroom, then you got a baiting bathroom. But two Steve's hey, were you point. In the, were you in the baiting bathroom? <laughs> Did you I, know that you're not supposed to go into the baiting bathroom? I one question for you: If you were in the baiting bathroom, were you baiting? <laughs> Because if you weren't baiting, you shouldn't be in the baiting bathroom. Why don't you just come back out here with me? Let's uh, go for a ride to the desert. (laughs) No, no, we're seeing the desert tonight. Yeah, uh, Hector's out there digging a hole nice and deep. Oh, Hector Elizondo? (laughs) Right before I marry him. Also, Goldie Hawn is able to point out to this teacher that all four of these little mongrels are stricken with poison oak. Sure. Which is like, yeah, that's unfortunate, but that's not the reason they're refusing to take this placement test. No, they're just being assholes. There's there's also the subplot where... Kurt Russell's making a mini golf course, which this oh movie did god. not need. Oh my this god! This movie did not need it. You, you it know didn't what? Need it. I'm sure if you look through all of the decades of cinema history, <laughs> there are some points, specifically Caddyshack Two, in where you need a, a plot line about a mini golf course. 
but not a lot. Did, no. did uh, Caddyshack 2 have a mini golf course? Caddyshack point. 2 is all about a mini oh, golf Oh, because they were course. converting it to a mini the golf Country yeah. Club is going to be a mini golf yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Stay tuned, by the way. Oh, big right. time. Uh, Jonathan Silverman in that film? Yes, yes Jonathan Silverman. Yeah. Uh, no, but like, you know what? Not overboard. No. no I don't, and it's like him and Mike Haggerty. There's like, enough going on in this movie. Yeah, they're it's, like sketching well, the out ideas. Well, no, she, you know, Goldie Hawn's the real designer of this, this whole park. And this is a big bunch of horse shit because Mike Haggerty has the better idea where he's like, this golf course should be like every hole is a different famous brewery from America. How cool is that? And I was like, fuck yeah, Mike Haggerty. I do putt putt at that shit. Absolutely. And then Goldie Hawn's like, what about if there was a mini golf course where every hole's like a big monument from around the world? And I was like, oh, like every fucking miniature golf course in the history of human society? Well, she's really? Got, well, she's got results, though, man. Like, no one's. You're going to bring a kid. Every brewery else is the same. It's well, a big fucking factory. <laughs> well, it's all. Hey, look at this big gray structure. Can well, you get it in there? It's all for fucking not because when, at the, when we finally see this monstrosity, yeah. it's just like floats in yeah, the middle of dude, a field it like it's not even designed Chris, to yeah, flow at all bite your tongue this succeeds does it yes everyone's it happy they're dancing they oh that's one home. night's business please that's that's disgusting, grand opening that disgusting fucking honky fart rock band Whoa. definitely plays the grand opening mm-hmm. of this mini golf that's course awesome. they just go they're singing jim dandy three times in this movie <laughs> well you know when you pay for jim dandy you really yeah. pay through the nose <laughs> The the funny thing is though, so like at this point, like she's she's basically changed Kurt Russell's life for the better. She's teaching his children how to read. She's cleaned his house. She's made order of it. She's she, uh, destroying that one child's addiction to pornography. She gave she gave him a business, like all this stuff, and he's like, ah, I'm starting. He's like, go to Mike Haggard. He's like, I'm feeling bad, man. I guess I should. I guess I should tell her that I abducted her about two months ago. <laughs> oh, first she finds those panties. That oh, are that's her panties, right. but they've got different initials on it from the name she knows. Oh, right. And there's this weird subplot of like, she wants to like figure out like who Kurt Russell's sleeping with and what's going on with that. Yeah. Because he's like catfished her in real life to the point where she feels like jealous of her abductor. It's totally fucked up. It's yeah. amazing. But the, then the, like the brain twists. It's a bunch in of inceptions. But, I mean like and because he's doing fish gut work at night. Yes. Yeah. And everyone is trying to keep them together because they're so good together, guys. Yeah, I, don't they are. You know, I don't know if you noticed the this, chemistry. They're so good together. Like the kids want, like they're like, "No, you're our mom." What are you talking about? And then Billy, you know, Michael Haggerty <laughs> says that the uh, the man, the fucking the fucking spiel he lays out. Oh, it's, here, such, oh, a, it's such a lot that these panties belonged. Like, oh, I strayed from Gertie and. <laughs> I found a phone. I actually wrote this down. This is like verbatim. He found a phone sex operator who would accept personal checks. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't become bad Billy Brat for nothing. Bad Billy Brat. Mm-hmm. Wow, he converted on a phone sex operator, huh? That's pretty tough. Well, that's- she came down there to have sex with him, and he wrote her a personal check. <laughs> and this- and this is like in the middle of Kurt Russell trying to like admit what's going on. Yeah. And he's like, shut up. No, this is not real. He's not, you know, and she's like, no, oh, thank you. And she's like giving Mike Haggerty a big uh, hug and laughing it off. And Kurt Russell's like, that's not what a phone sex operator does. They yeah. don't come to you and fuck you. I just don't understand how like 
Kurt Russell doesn't drive home one day and the ATF has the place around. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Well, I think that's what Mike Haggerty's deal is. Like, dude, he's an accessory at this point. Right? Oh, like, yeah. That's why he's not like... It's, it's not... I don't care about you, man. I'm not going to the oh, clink man, for this shit. The idea that like... Wait, no, dude. We're in too deep. You convinced that woman... <laughs> For 40 years, <laughs> yes. that this is how it is, and that's the way it is. Look, eventually one of you will die, and then it'll be over with. But for right now, I'm not go- I can't go back to prison. Well, cause my- <laughs> oh, he's definitely done time. Mm-hmm. But this character has forged those photographs. Yep. Yes. I mean, he is like tits deep in this. Mm-hmm. It's an accessory to kidnapping. That's a big deal. It's a huge deal. He's doing time. Serious time. So... Um, it's her, basically, in one of these times, Kurt Russell comes home, and he's like, baby, I gotta tell you something, and he's about to say it again, Yeah, but then he's like, and she's looking at him, and he realizes how beautiful everything is, like, it's your birthday, and like, he does this twist where like, I was trying, I missed your birthday, so I'm gonna take you out to a wonderful dinner, they go to some shitty blues house and fuck, right? Like, yeah. that's the thing. That's and like, but, right. and, 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 but I got to stop you, though, because here's where the charm of this movie picks back up again. There's a split second in this movie where it looks like it is a genuine good time, and uh-huh. it is Kurt Russell doing sweaty roadhouse dancing in this bar. Yep. Holy yep. shit. Yep. It's he, awesome. Dude, I don't care if he abducts me. <laughs> Look, Jeff Dahmer could cut up a rug at all those fucking Milwaukee clubs, all right? He was great on the he dance floor. He loves Doesn't make him a good guy. I'm breaking it down into little moments. Okay. And in this moment, I had the thought, wow, it looks like it would be really fun to share the dance floor with Kurt Russell. Not sure. this overboard character or whatever the it else fuck. so much fun to get Stockholm Syndrome. No, no, no. I'm talking about the precious seconds. Of course. Listen, of actual of Kurt course. Russell doing actual Kurt Russell also, dancing. Sure. it's disingenuous to bring up your, 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 silly, your serial killer friends that you love so much. Dad. Sure. You know, because... Um, we don't know that he's killed anyone yet. I mean, I know I suspected him of killing his previous <laughs> yeah, wife. Uh, uh, yeah. But. Yeah, this is the staircase right now, dude, man. Oh, God. You know what? No, man, I watch fucking Overboard and I get Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> and I'm like, he's just, just a good guy. He just, just needs someone around. Mike Haggerty's definitely taken a life or two in this movie. Oh, sure. Guaranteed. Oh, oh man, he definitely strangled someone to death. Oh, back when we were living in Germany, my wife died that way. <laughs> She uh, fell into a white barrel, and I buried it. <laughs> well, it's like, oh, oh, actually, that's a fucking terrifying moment in this movie where she's like, she's fucking catatonic, and, he, and Kurt Russell's like, I'll fix it, and he carries her outside and dumps her in a barrel of water. And then later in the movie, even yep. more chillingly, yep. she's like, she's like disagreeing with him, and like, he's like, what do you want to go back to the barrel? And she like, says, I don't want to go in the barrel, or so, it's like, yeah. please don't put me in the barrel. <laughs> Yikes! That, so at that. Moment, I was like, "Did Eli Roth direct some of this movie?" So they do have sex, and it's incredibly sensual. Oh, yeah, it's very soft. Um, we don't see anything, thank God. This is worse than the Revenge of the Nerds rape, right? Because I mean, like, they're both misleading sexual encounters. That's bone chilling. It is the end of Revenge of the Nerds <laughs> is bone chilling. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, like it. Look, it sucks. It's a thousand percent problematic. The movie and Gary Marshall and everybody involved did it as best as they thought they could <laughs> they to s- make it so like they're both in love. And look, 
clearly by the people who like responded to my Facebook yeah. post and everything yeah. else. So, so many people fucking fell for it. Sure. And I think a lot of that has to do with the chemistry of Kurt Russell and Goldie. I Hall. agree. I feel like anyone else playing this, as we <laughs> illustrated with Michael sure. Shannon and Anne Hathaway for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> if it was anyone else, it wouldn't work. But like these two people were in love in real life and it and it comes across on the screen. No, you know what I think it is? I think it's you end this movie with a Randy Newman song and everyone thinks yeah. the movie was fun. If and, you yep. if you ended Dogville with a Randy Newman song, yeah. they'd like, oh, that was kind of fun the when that bounce, woman broke her statue. The, that would be a little more confusing than anything. <laughs> well, that's an odd choice for Von Trier. The bouncy synth Billy soundtrack. <laughs> like <laughs> There it is. Yeah. That's what it's called. Cabin coined it. And like I'm sorry. That's what Billy. that's what makes all of this okay yeah. in the outer world. Yeah. Is that it has this stupid bouncy. You put some Wagner over this. <laughs> yeah. That's well that's what I was talking about. Wait a I second, was... I'm gonna go home and do that. <laughs> that's what I was talking about with this fake trailer shit. You could change that up, man, and it's like bone chilling. What's even bone chilling is the kids almost run into them the next morning. And one of the kids, I think it's porno fat kid, is like, you got nice tits and nice ass. And Oka <laughs> Russell's like, ew, man. What I believe it is, because it's, it's, it's even worse. Somehow. Because, I mean, like, this is after, like, this movie spending all this time being like, but she's like a mother to them, and they respect her as <gasps> a mother. <laughs> well, this is, first of all, it's a real Larry the Cable Guy birthday present, because he <laughs> fucks her and then opens the door, and it's a bunch of rugrat mongrel kids going, got you a washing machine! <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, great, a washing machine. And then he goes to get the kids, he, like, shoes the kids out, and before this kid closes the door, he goes, she might have no tits, but she has a nice ass. Wow. Yuck. And that then, is- and that's where this whole thing should crumble because Goldie Hawn's character totally hears it. Yes. And she's like, wait, what did he say? I feel like I missed this line. No, that's no, a real line. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a real there. line. He says it and she goes, what did he say? And it's like, and then they cut and it's over with. She had to be like, wait, he's wait. cut? No, 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 no. Don't, uh, uh, no. don't worry. I was just telling about what's going to happen on his 16th birthday. <laughs> It's just outrageous that she's like, wait, what did my son just say about me? Yes. Cut. Cut. Gary Marshall, cut. It's fine. Um, So Edward Herman rushes back because the the federales are after him. Uh, He picks up Mona along the way and, like, I guess (sighs) fills her in as to what happened. Um, And he basically shows up to Kurt Russell's house. And he's like, and like, it's a scene where like she just walks by. And she's like, "Oh, hey, Edward Herman," and she's like, "Edward Herman," and she remembers everything. Yeah. And we have a "She's All That" moment plus Sven Olthorsen. So that's pretty. Oh hard. man, Sven Olthorsen yeah. as like the beefy security oh, guard. Boy. What a named, cameo! Named Olaf. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, that's appropriate. That's awesome. uh, you know, I really wish we could have seen these two stallions fight. That know? would have been great. <laughs> Kurt Russell starts duking it out, and it would definitely be duking it out. Oh, by the definitely, way. dude. Maybe some fucking drop kicks back and forth. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> totally. They have to fight in a lumberyard because it's Portland. Oh, it's dude, Oregon, yeah. right? Yes. And then yes. fucking Sven Lee Thorson, as big as a fucking tree trunk, <laughs> gets fucking thrown into a saw. Yes, <laughs> oh, exactly. I, was, I thought you were going to say he takes a whole. Oh, oh, Whole tree and swings it at Kurt Russell. Oh, if he hacks on oh, Jim Duggan, dude, both, dude, both, 
both. And then <laughs> Kurt like Russell has to. Going. He's like, now we got to go live in the sea because now I'm got to murder people. I got to murder people on top of this whole kidnapping thing. But instead, it's just this awkward thing where Edward Herman in this scene is like not. He doesn't say a word really. No, it's, he's just like standing there. And all he says is like, oh, uh, if you want to get rough, that's why I brought Olaf. See, and then Sven Old Thorsten doesn't get to say anything. It's just a bunch of people not saying anything. Because they're wrong for each other, man. Who, Sven Old Thorsten and Edward Herman? <laughs> <laughs> that and Edward Herman and uh, Goldie Hawn. Are you right. the Komeda? <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, 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 the yeah. thing is, the She's All That moment is really small. It's not like... It's never pl- a no no mention of charges by either Edward Herman or Goldie Hawn. Like, dude, no. this guy should go to jail. She doesn't yeah. burn the house down. I'm sorry, it's not convincing. Because she's just like, oh, I can't believe you lied to me. It's like, yeah, he did a lot more than lie. But to I me. think she, it's re- a thing- she re- he, I mean, excuse me, he rescued her out of the complacency uh-huh. of her doomed marriage and terrible life. Mm-hmm. And also, Edward Herman's totally complicit because he did the whole like, not my wife. Yeah. So I think it's just like the two dudes here are like, let's just kind of call this even. Sure. I mean, we're you know I'm playing a little bit of the devil's advocate. Sure. <laughs> Hoo ha! Hoo ha ha! Oh, I'm, Jeffrey Jones should have been I, in this I, movie. I'm not even sure if Hal Pacino would be okay with this. <laughs> I think he'd, he'd probably okay. have a problem. Would, okay this is this. What do you think that that relationship with Beverly D'Angelo was? She had no idea who he was. <laughs> Found her in a hospital once. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'll uh, yeah, I'll take that when I saw that vacation movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she well, looks like a pip. Here, I'll give you a twenty tire to the top of my car. <laughs> so I guess it's like so. Cool. Get back on my boat. So you know, get, there's like twenty. Let's go. Yeah, there's like twenty minutes where there's like some stupid therapist named Doctor Corman who are not even gonna, plays the piano. It's like a joke. It's like a joke. And then like she's like, oh, give me a beer. And everyone's like, everyone's monocle falls out because like, like, right. she's been trashified. Right. Yeah. She's a pig now. Yes. Yeah. She's a white trash pig. And, she, and she's like hanging out with the staff and stuff. And everyone's like, oh, something's wrong with her or whatever. Basically, this movie ends as she, an 80s movie should with two boats cr- careening towards each other. <laughs> Like, that's see, the only way to end an eighties movie. She's drinking beer. She's uh, talking to the staff. She has found. She's regained her humanity through. Uh-huh. But it's just amazing that this movie is like, look at this piece of shit who was a piece of shit person. Sure, and it's like yes. this kidnapping happened to her, and this kid. Look what this kidnapping did. It made her into a real gal. And, and don't worry. Here comes James Khan to settle the whole rest of the thing. <laughs> no, I would much rather a Dogville ending. Honestly, yeah, fucking yeah. Ed Herman comes to the house with a bunch of guys with guns. Oh yeah, they <laughs> and shoot fucking them all. Mows yes. them all down. Mike, yep. they get Mike Haggard, they get Hector <laughs> Elizondo, they get the doctor, they get the kids. Yes, they got to get the kids. Oh sure, especially that porno. Kid. I, I, I they mean, get the I don't think schoolhouse lady. Everybody's yeah. going down, and the town doesn't exist anymore. No more Elk Cove. Oh, That'd be nice. oh, and it ends. Salt the earth. That's what it is. The movie end. They're all dead. It ends with Sven Olthorsen going up to the sign that says "Welcome to El Cove," like population, whatever. And he just picks the entire <laughs> sign up out of the ground and just breaks it over his knee and throws it in the water. Fade to a stage with outlines of <laughs> some guys like, "Hey, excuse me, buddy. Uh, how do I get to El Cove?" And <laughs> keep driving. <laughs> Listen, turn the turn the car. Around. Keep driving. 
<laughs> Goldie Hawn's in the backseat just staring blankly. Mm, smoking a cigarette, Just man. trying to get it all through her head. Goldie Hawn, like, gets in a fight with Edward Herman because Edward Herman's, like, being a scumbag. And he says something about... He spent the past month uh, whacking the donkey with painted ladies. Yeah. Because he's just been, like, fucking hookers this whole movie. One, one of rails. which is called Tofuti. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're sure. <laughs> um, so, like, Kurt Russell is going to go, like, he, he loves her, so he's, he, get, he, gets a, he gets Mike Haggerty to commandeer the Coast Guard. That's how this whole thing goes tits up, man. You get yeah. the U.S. Armed Services involved? Do not bother. With, you got to get a buddy's boat. This yeah. is a buddy's yeah. boat situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know a guy who's got a boat. <laughs> Don't bring the government involved. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> We gotta get the government out of our lives. <laughs> well, no, because they're like, they're all like, ah, oh, great, you're, you're rescuing your wife, and you're like, well, not really. And he's like, what do you mean? And then you tell him the story, and you're in a fucking stockade. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the brig. <laughs> exactly. It's like, wait. So then the coast guard gets a call, and it's like, oh, salmon poachers. Yeah, there's oh, salmon that's poachers. A good and joke. So the guy, I think these Is are it? all like real life coast guard people because they're all Ooh. fucking horrible. One of them is Gary Marshall's son, actually. Oh, the little turd on the radio. <laughs> Can yes. I tell you the most meaningless piece of IMDb trivia I've ever seen for oh. the movie Overboard? Wow, sure. It's for Overboard. Mm, okay. It says, <laughs> trivia, Gary Marshall's sister is Penny Marshall. In Overboard? In Overboard. <laughs> under, filed under Overboard. It's like... Trivia: Penny Marshall exists. Did you did you click that that was not cool or interesting? <laughs> I didn't bother. <laughs> was she like thanked in the credits? Maybe, maybe. And he was just trying to shove it in there. Oh, I don't. Know. I know. Oh, something. she played Poseidon in this scene, but they <laughs> yes. cut that out. <laughs> so, like the the Coast Guard's like, we got to go do legitimate shit. So yes. this dumb thing will have to be stopped and they go to turn around and Kurt Russell's not having it and he jumps off the boat and here's what's unconfirmed as he goes far overboard as, well he man goes overboard. overboard yeah he goes overboard but here's the thing the question I had as to who's going overboard because I rewound it a couple times oh, no. unconfirmed oh, as no. to whether or not that's a stunt double I think <gasps> Kurt Russell was jumping off that boat wow. I hope so it looked awesome I would think he would I would hope he would yeah I don't know. Didn't you notice it looked a lot like Kurt Russell? I didn't, Why I didn't, wouldn't I, I, he I jump off the boat himself? Oh, he's a big movie star. Oh, he's a virile young man. <laughs> I know, like, Tom Cruise always insists on doing his own and, stunts. And, well, and I mean, he's got to know that Randy Newman's in the water. <laughs> so, so anyway. our, our Randy Newman in the water. <laughs> don't, don't go in that water. So I heard there's a Randy Newman in there. Do, do. <laughs> oh, looks like you're gonna need a bigger piano. <laughs> you ever see Randy Newman's eyes like a doll's eyes? Rolls back in his head as he clinks the piano keys. You want someone to kill a Randy Newman? I can do it. This is the USS Indianapolis. The water was cold, a bunch of Randy Newmans. Swimming around us, I saw a bunch of men start going under. I said, "Be still, boys." There's a bunch of Randy Newmans swimming around. Thirty-three good boys go down to the drink <laughs> with Randy Newman that night. <laughs> I cut. like eating brodies. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, it's awful. It's so, an then, awful song. So that comes she on. jumps into the water yes. to Sure, they, she's going overboard a second time. They fall Woman in love. Overboard. They fall in love. They come back onto the Coast Guard boat and like he's like, I can't believe you gave up all that stuff for me and she's like, No, I didn't. I'm actually rich and I have all the money. Like bleh. And the gag is like the four shitty little kids are he says like they're already making out their Christmas lists. And wow. she's like, oh, great. So add grand larceny to this fucking yeah. Because this is Stockholm Syndrome, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, That's totally. the only reason for her to do this. Like, If she hates Edward Herman that much, she's like, you know what? I'm getting an apartment in New York. I'm going to figure it out for like eight to ten months. Yes. Separation. Trial separation. Sure. See what happens. But then she eventually happen. marries Colin Fiore, and that is the prequel to <laughs> First Wives Club. And yeah, gonna, that, they, that's, oh, that's a, nice. Uh, no, it even it ends even creepier than that because she's like, or I don't know who suggested. Somebody's like, "Hey, let's have a baby." Oh no, she, he, he's like, oh, right. she's like, you can give me something. He's like, ah, oh, you know, you're giving me all this money. What can I give you? She's like, you can give me something. She looks at the fucking ugly kids he's got. And he's like, <laughs> she's like a girl. Oh, right. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. A girl. Ugh. Beep. And then cue Randy Newman and we're out of here, guys. Jesus Christ. You should have had a cartoon outro. Yes. At least. Like, they they smile. They kiss. Maybe the cartoon is, like, the two of them and it's the top of their wedding cake. Sure. Oh, yeah. Or, like, how is there not bloopers at the end of this? Mm-hmm. How is there not, like... We're doing the thing that Roger Ebert always hated, where it's like the credits are going, but the movie kind of continues. Like, where's the wedding? Mm-hmm. Those four little shit-stained kids are like the groomsmen. The, we yeah. could see the little girl. Um, but I think there may be – this might be a sequel set up, by the way. You never know. Oh, like, that Overboard, could be. Overboard 2, now there's a kid. <laughs> wow, great title. What – <laughs> what do they? What do they trick that kid into thinking? <laughs> that's a great question. Because the new cast member has to be the one that gets tricked. No, it's one. Oh no, that's what it is. It's the. It's the uh, one of the kids goes to prep school and then somebody overboards him to a dirt family and like it's like oh weird circles. yeah my how the tables have turned fat exactly kid. <laughs> fat porno kid would have to be it. Ah, <laughs> uh, would anybody recommend this movie? No, it's about two hours, which is about too long. Yeah, uh, one hour and fifty-two minutes, and so, there are yeah. a lot of like really bone-chilling lines, like the barrel line that really, like, even when you're starting to be like, "Well, this is a kind of a let me put away my 2017 glasses, right? Let me put on my 1987 glasses." Still not that great. Yeah, no, <laughs> hard no. This is awful. Um, Chris Cabin's hard no. There is it's it's all creepy. From mm-hmm. I, yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. from beginning to end, it's like really bone chilling, mm-hmm. and like I really do think you take the score off this thing, and it's a much more frightening movie. Uh, so yeah, no, I think it's you know obviously there's problems with it that were addressed on this podcast, <laughs> but but Kurt Russell is shirtless. Well, it's, it's 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 fun. It's dumb. You know, I think you know, like Hangover movie, seeing is believing sure. type of situation. I I would recommend it. I, Sorry. I, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Sorry, It's America. crazy, but... I thought you were going to say, sorry, not sorry, which reminded me, today I heard someone use that in real life. I almost threw up. Oh, that's a problem. Uh, oh, thank God I didn't make you blow chunks. 
here's how I will argue that it's a hangover movie is because if it's a hangover that's bad enough and this is the first movie you put on like while you're trying to deal with just laying on the couch with a Gatorade you can kind of fall asleep at about 20 minutes and that's before the creepitude kicks in mm-hmm. so you can you can kind of just enjoy the chemistry of the two of them and then before anything Stockholmy goes on if you're in need of a real rage ache fine <laughs> rage ache see that's the thing is the chemistry Russell and Han make this they, movie they, no they absolutely I will say is. their chemistry is undeniable. The yeah. circumstances is uh, deplorable. Uh, it suck. They it's just, another, another word ruined by 2017. It's just amazing that it's like this. This fucking passed the mustard. <laughs> Nobody was like, you know, Gare. Um, this, this is, is Roddy McDowell's fuck. dream. This is this is his, his baby. Do you think that's why he was dumping so much money into well, it? You know what? Um, you know who wrote this movie? Speaking of movies. Uh-oh. Adolf Hitler. Uh, Steve Bannon. <laughs> Steve Mnuchin. It's a li- oh, sorry. Give me it is, it's it's written, written by a woman. It is written by a woman. So you, then you're like, oh, okay. So that's kind of like takes some of the stink off it, right? Which it kind of does. Also, like every woman I know loves this movie. Uh, it is written by a woman named Leslie Dixon. Right. Uh, who has also written movies called... Mrs. Doubtfire. Wow. Oh, I'm seeing a fucking trend. Uh-huh. Totally. She loves stories about trickery. <laughs> exactly. Problematic trickery. Criminal trickery. Uh, just I like Heaven, it. which is a very weird also movie. Also very weird. Uh, that old Is that that Warren Beatty movie? No, that's the fucking uh, Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Oh, where uh, someone's a ghost. She's a ghost. And uh, Mark Ruffalo. And Hulk She's is like, in love it's with a, her. It's a stay tuned. Uh, oh, love- and it's, you got John Heater farting oh through Whoa, that dude, movie. We, we've We've got a four-timer here. She's done the movie we just did, which is Overboard. Yeah. She's done Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh Uh-huh. She also wrote Look Who's Talking Now. Wow, what are the odds? And Eric Siska's favorite lover boy. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Lover Boy is also another, like, we're That's another trickery movie. We're going to fuck people for money. (laughs) It is. Weird. Yeah. How Les- about Leslie that? Dixon. A lot of criminal sexual trickery. Weird <laughs> weird lady. Hey, weird lady. Well, you know, I mean, she pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that was the big con on, on the world. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she tried to sell them all as thrillers. Uh-huh. Oh. And then she was like, no, let me rejigger it here a little bit. And boom, comedies. Oh, that's what it might have been. She was like, here's this bone-chilling thriller I wrote called Overboard. And look who's talking now. Yeah, also a bone-chilling <laughs> movie. In its own right. Well, it's like you take the, the talking dogs out. And yeah. That's still like a bone-chilling sure, story. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire, clearly bone-chilling. Take out those dogs, swap in some Kurt Russells. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Russell Terriers. <laughs> that's Overboard from 1987, directed by the late, great Gary Marshall. If you want more We Hate Movies, check out whmpodcast.com or find us over at the HeadGum Network. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at WHM Podcast and write into that mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. I do want to take a second. We've yeah. had a great uh, listener request month, which is now sure. coming to a close. Adios, uh, listener request month. We've also had a great one on Patreon as oh, well. Yes, yeah. we have. We did. Uh, we went back to Pokemon Country. That was an uncomfortable episode. Bone yeah, chilling as ever, also. Pokemon. Uh, we went. We saw what uh, Voyager looks like. We looked at what Deep Space Nine looks like. People are loving the patreon man you're missing a lot of good content uh, there patreon. is like over what was it, like seven hours of like the nexus now of us talking star trek totally and that's not you know if you don't like star trek that's okay there's 
more to it than that. You yes. know, it's this the classic. There are uh, diatribes upon diatribes. <laughs> the chemistry of of me and Chris Cabin of wait, yes. which one fell off a boat? <laughs> That's on there. That's also sure. Animation Damnation, as Steve was saying. You know, go. You know, we we started with Super Mario Brothers on there. Yeah. Keep on going strong. A lot of good cartoons on there. We just did the Take Mentary, which is available to you for free. We did the Turtle Mentary, which is available to you for free once you sign up. Yep. And you will, uh, we'll have another one in spring. Uh, yeah, probably going to announce that commentary pretty soon. Absolutely. Yeah. So just, it's a good time to get on the Patreon if you haven't already. Patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. Now, next week on the program, we're back to our curated uh, programming with uh, what? It's a little Chuck Norris vehicle. Ooh, with uh, Ooh. Jonathan... Oh, not Jonathan Banks. What was his name? Brandis. Brandis. <laughs> it's Sidekicks. The long-awaited episode on Sidekicks. This one's been getting requested for, like, I think going on seven I, years. Yeah. Watch this movie at least a hundred times. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's oh, at least just that good. <laughs> oh, man. So until next week, where we're spin-kicking till the cows come home. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zayn. Chris Cabin. Eric Siska. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.